a Shishkin Productions podcast. I have seen Soldier Boy in concert more times than any other performer. I've seen him in concert <laughs> four times. Wow. Oh my God. How many times did you crank that though? Oh, Every times. time. <laughs> Yo, it's the Group Text Podcast. We're back. I'm Braxton. I'm Tia. I'm Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> Braxton told me I need to be more perky when I introduced myself one time. <laughs> Damn, put, me on, put me on blast. <laughs> oh. I'm Chris. I'm Chris. What's going on? Yo, man. Ooh, what the business is? Man, I'm fucking on one this week. Like, this shit... It's about to be like, I don't know, man. Getting Mercury in retrograde or they said the next time it is, it's going to be like deep. Yo, I know that we I know that last week's episode was or was that the first? No, I think the first episode was this in Gatorade. Mm. But man, I don't know that shit is in now, but it's in something real. While we have time, can you explain that? I honestly have no idea. Okay. so so from my understanding about when Mercury is retrograde, it's like the planet i think is actually spinning the opposite direction that it normally is and the core and the core mercury a planet mercury is a planet and the core (gasps) of (laughs) the core of mercury (laughs) has like different it's like a metal so like it's like just sucking a lot of energy out but what i have found is like i have a friends group and we were all born we were all born during mercury being in retrograde because it happens three times a year i think and like usually it's a time where like schedules and all that shit gets like messed up but if you're born during it it's like it's calming and good for you so it's almost like bane where he's like i was born in it <laughs> I was whatever, whatever the dark night i was is. born in the dark like i was born during the retrograde so i'm like dope for this shit well damn i need to find out if i was i probably wouldn't because i'm so like you're way calmer than me i'm like turned the hell up but it's not even about being calm it's just like but it was funny to me that all of my quote unquote woo woo group of woo woo group of friends were all born during it's a not like Joe Biden. I know woo 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 because like we're all into astrology and like tarot and all that stuff. So like we're just into the esoteric type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like what is tapped, esoteric? We're tapped yeah. in. You know, my third eye is open. <laughs> I can't even. And this is what I wanted to talk about. Just the can I can I like talk my shit for literally just two minutes because can I talk my shit again? Even I don't hit again. Are you fucking kidding? You know what I'm saying. Um, but this week for me has been so intense energy wise. Like I I talk about something and the next day it pops up. Last week I like wanted to get a, a tattoo from the specific tattoo artist. In Brooklyn, I was talking uh, to a couple of friends about her, saw her the very next day. And actually, well, can I you just, talk about winning the lottery. I, I know I'm going to get there. <laughs> you talking about I, Gates being my daddy? I, right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but literally also just a minute ago, I also ran into her again. But besides the point, the next day I'm talking with a friend about a comedian who has a show now on Showtime. And we were talking about, oh, like I used to know her. We had mutual friends. That same day I go to brunch, she sits down beside me, Z-Way. 
She's with. Oh, is, ooh, is, show. Is, Have so you funny. watched her show? Yes, it's so funny. I only watched the first episode. I yeah. missed the second one, but y'all, uh, I was legit crying. It was so, so funny. Loki, I, I feel like I dream things or think about them and they happen. Yes, yeah, so we're, like we're that, tapped in. We're tapped that in. That actually happens you. to me on the rag. And sometimes I'm, I'm always like, wait, did that happen or did I think about <laughs> it? And then like it'll happen like weeks later. It's yeah, really, really I, I have a, I know when people are pregnant. Mm. Oh, wow. The baby. I know when y'all. I know when y'all shouldn't be inviting me to your weddings because I ain't coming. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I know. Wait, wait. Let me continue talking my uh, third eye shit. So I talked. So what was it? the ash? The uh, Astrid is the tattoo. Astrid Elizabeth is a tattoo artist that I re- that I'm getting a tattoo from in June. Z-Way was the next thing. The next thing. Uh, I was just talking about an ex about how shit ended really fucked up and like how it was just bad. Next day, boom, run into her the next day and then ran into her again the day after that. <laughs> did like, y'all talk? Or she just? I, mean, I, I did talk the first time I saw her. The second time I didn't because like I was unsure of if she was on a date with the person that I saw her with the first day. But the next day it was just like some divine timing shit where it was like, I saw them holding hands, walking away from somewhere. And it just like, whoo, another aside aside is just like the thing about breakups and all that kind of shit is like it does get the pain or whatever that shit is feels the same. You just get over it quicker, I guess. And like this is something that I like thought that I was over. But when you see them, those that shit comes back real quick. And you're yeah. like, oh, fuck, like, did I actually get all that shit out of my system? I don't know. But I definitely did after the second time I saw her because I was like, she blocked, you know. That's like, why I block them. See, I don't I block, block, but I should. I block them. I block their friends. I block any associates that we had together. No offense to them, but I don't want to see your shit. Like, I just right. don't. It's like, not I'm even good. about them. But like now I'm wiping my hands. I'm clean. I'm good. It's about to be hot back summer. You sure? I'm on one. It's good. You should have walked over to buddy and be like, "She your problem now." <laughs> Yo, back, then I, but then I seen same dude today with a different girl, and it was just like, Ooh, "Yo, like that's I, so." Hey, you know what? That's you like a, taking a picture and just DM it to her. No, right? no, nah, because I'm gonna let I'm gonna let them find that shit out on their own. It's exactly. above me now. It's above me now. Exactly. <laughs> You know, Dang, you got the whole full circle. You yo, saw the girl with the dude, then you saw her holding hand, then you saw him. That was cheating. the dude, right? Damn. Yo, when they go, yo, when they go low, we get vaxxed. It's okay. Good. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yo. Anyways, I city boys, I, I, up. City boys are up. You know, I'm, I'm off of my soapbox. I'll give now. y'all that one. I'm gonna give y'all that one. That one was like twofold. Whoa. City boys are up. He's doing his thing. Like respect to dude. Whatever, bro. It's not my problem. And he doesn't seem so concerned. Anyway. <laughs> right? <laughs> Yo, respect, whatever. It's all good. I'm off my soapbox, but I'm still on one. So well, she listened to this podcast. You just snitch. Hey, I didn't. But it wasn't even really <laughs> a dry snitch or anything. But yeah, whatever. Karma. Fuck it. I don't care. 
It is what it is. It You're is taking that Kevin is. Samuels class. <laughs> Yo, relax. <laughs> <laughs> relax. We ain't even, we're not going we there. We can't even week. go there. He tore yeah. my nerves up so bad. <laughs> yeah, we can't. We really can't. But um, <laughs> first things first. Uh, pop up, freak. Huh? <laughs> R.I.P. to our boy, Paul Mooney yeah comedian it's so tough whenever like it's just really tough when black comedians i just be like specifically black comedians die because it's like such a part of survival i think as a black person is to like that's it's laughter is laughter and like he he was funny as hell he's so funny like tia you should tell the story about what he said whenever y'all saw him in new york (laughs) So we met him, um, me, mom, our aunt, Barb, and my cousin, Charlene. We had been purse shopping. Mom almost got us arrested in Chinatown because she tried to buy a purse out of the back of a van. <laughs> and so then we're at this place and like, there's Paul Mooney. And we we're like, oh, my God, he was so cool. And this is back in the day when you had like digital cameras, but we didn't really know what we were doing. And so some like the camera was messing up and he was like, oh, you got y'all a nigga camera. (laughs) 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 And we just laughed and like he was so cool. And you know what? I could beat my own ass right now. Like I could literally just beat myself up because he invited us to Caroline's to see him that night. He was going to put us on the list because our cousin Charlene, she used to be or she is a comedian too, like um, up in New York. I'm like on the side and like. But we were so tired, like, because we were out all day. And I just think back, like, God, that was such an opportunity. Like, what in the hell were we thinking? Uh, I, yeah, that's kind of crazy. I was not in New York then because I would be like, hell yeah, I'm going to see Paul. Yeah, Moon, this was in, like, 2009. <laughs> that's what I loved about um, one of my favorite parts about the Chappelle show is when he brought Paul Moody on. Cause at this time in my life, I mean, Chappelle show started, we were in like in middle school. We probably shouldn't yeah. even be watching that shit uh, for me really. <laughs> but um, that was back before sensitive times before cancel culture. I'm just playing, but uh, he wouldn't have made it two episodes today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, we grew up just on different comedy than they got now, but um, I didn't know who Paul Mooney was at that point, but uh, ask a black dude was fucking hilarious so i went and just looked up all of his stuff on youtube and got looked up his like uh wikipedia page just a history and got like pretty acquainted with uh the history of paul mooney and it's pretty much simple that he's just a black legend and back to what braxton was saying like part of uh just being black in america one is that you all relate it's almost like y'all grew up the exact same for the most part there's like so what do we say i don't know if we said this on the first podcast episode or something but like that connected trauma and like all we had was our uh for the most part was like musicians rap and then like comedians who pretty much spoke to that trauma and a absolute hilarious way. I mean, if you look at Chris Rock, um, Paul yeah. Mooney, Richard Pryor at the time, it's crazy. Yeah, he wrote for Richard Pryor. He's written for like every, like all your favorite black comedians. I feel like Paul Mooney was writing for them, but I feel like he wrote a lot for um, for Richard Pryor. So like, 
And so many black comedians were inspired by Richard Pryor. So like, it's just like this kind of domino effect. I didn't Um, know he was that old. Like 79 isn't old, but he looked so good. I didn't know that he, I thought he was like our parents age, which is like almost 70. Right. Yeah. Yeah, He was almost 80. Cause I did not, I didn't think he was that old either. It's it's crazy, but like, Mm -hmm. man, RIP Paul Mooney, like, Negro Damas is like still one of my favorite skits <laughs> of all time yeah. on Chappelle's show. Like, I know. that is my shit. Um, I like to um, ask a black dude because that's when we got uh, everybody want to be a nigga, but nobody want to be a nigga. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> straight up, straight up, man. Paul Mooney, what a funny dude. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's just tough. Like, yeah. it's tough, yeah. but. He's with, uh, I feel like just this year, I keep seeing things like, oh, they have joined the ancestors now. And like, I think maybe before I would have thought that was like a corny thing to say, but like, I truly like, it's almost like comforting to me to be like, yo, like whenever I make the transition or whatever is next out of this realm, like, I hope that I am like also with like the ancestors and all that shit, like yeah i said i was off my soapbox but you know yeah. whatever like i said i'm, I'm also a- on one this week my son i make a transition leave me the hell alone <laughs> <laughs> i just want to kill me. get some kind of peace <laughs> chris after he dies chris will be the only person that get to heaven god be like do you want to no. see your family and then he'll be like no like give me a week let me get like two years bro. <laughs> <laughs> let me, me roam for a little bit i'm chilling i've seen the niggas for 85 <laughs> this this way this is chris soundbite after he died what more do you want from me <laughs> <laughs> my god uh, damn i've just been on earth with these niggas for 85 years can i get some peace <laughs> yo shout out uh shout out to paul mooney yeah uh this kind of ties in with the trauma it's like there's a I don't know how we were going to segment into this or what this came from, but I think it was just a tweet, you know? Yeah. I mean, we kind of talked about uh, how comedians uh, spoke about black trauma. But I mean, there's a another way that entertainment speaks about black trauma uh, it seems to be outside of like recently it, for the longest felt like it was the only way fucking entertainment business spoke about black trauma. Yeah, it was movies, music, yeah. oh, but mostly movies. And it's like, you know, what's what's a like a black trauma movie? I feel like for me, honestly, every black trauma movie, I don't need to see again, especially yeah. if it was based off of some real life shit. Like, I, you know, I saw Fruitville Station once. I do not need to see it again. Ever. Yeah. Ever. I'm good on that. I'm good on um, the hate you give, even though that wasn't real, but it was based on like real situations. Right. Um, I'm good on for color girls because that was like black women trauma. Like that movie really like tore me up. Like my mom hates Michael Ely to this day because he dropped them kids. Was that? <laughs> <laughs> I we did t- see a tweet about that when someone was like, yo, like, watch. No, let me kids. tell y'all. I met Michael Ely, me and April, when we used to go out in Atlanta. We went to New Year's party and Michael Ely was there and like we we posted the picture and everybody was like, oh, my God, he's so fine. He's this and that. My mom talking about I'll never forgive him for dropping those kids out that window. So she's like (laughs) hates him for life. Was that written by Tyler Perry? 
No, it's like a play. So it's oh, not like oh, he wrote God. it, but he did the movie. But it was just like he always does try women the most. like the most to women and they get AIDS, they on drugs, they get beat. It's everything. That's all in for color girl. Exactly. I hate that movie. I hate it. <laughs> I mean, he had the whole gauntlet in for color girl. Yeah, I mean it was written for him. Because like, <laughs> that's his thing. But... <laughs> no. Lauren, you can think of any? Um, I feel like all the slave movies, I'm also good on that. Yeah. Like yeah. we I don't need to see 12 know. years of slave. I don't. I, uh, I don't even need yeah. to see Ringo. Honestly, like oh, Django yeah, doesn't yeah. bother me. Django, yeah, but, but I've, I've only I've only seen it like through maybe two or three times. It's not like a some people love that movie. Like, I'm but, yeah, that's the weird part of, to me is that people like absolutely love that movie, and like I get it because it's supposed to be like a black. I feel like it was like one of the first like, like hero blockbusters though too. Like where it was like, you well, know? it was like a revenge story for black people, yeah. but it was written by fucking Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, which like, is weird to me. Yeah. 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 I think like if Spike Lee or someone would have done a movie like that and it was a revenge movie for black, which I I don't I'm trying to think, has Spike Lee actually done like a revenge type of movie? That Black Klansman movie. Yeah, Black Klansman. Um, that was based on a book. Right. Yeah. What was the most recent one where the it was like the dad was going to get his son? Do you know what I'm talking about? With um, Nate Parker was in it, I think, as the dad. It was re- It was like this. Oh, year. Yeah, oh yeah, I didn't see that. I didn't see that one, but his son got killed by the police, and it was like, yeah, re- yeah, yeah. I didn't see that one. Yeah, I didn't see I that. One. The name of it either, but uh, I don't necessarily need to American watch American Skin is what it was called. Yeah, American Skin. Yeah. I don't necessarily need to watch the Ava DuVernay show. What's the name of that show on uh Netflix? Damn. Oh, when they oh, see the, us. When they, yeah, when they see us. I saw that once at, and I kind of watched it twice because I watched it with my mom. We'll never watch that again. Yeah, I'm good on that. Uh yeah. is there anything else? I mean, there's a shit ton of them that I but then it's like something like like roots like I love roots yeah because it's like telling the story like I mean yeah they're it's like slavery so they're getting beat and stuff I like, like that the, but new rendition, the new rendition of roots the most yeah the I like that one too like I thought that one was really good some of it I, I was uh who was I was just thinking about this. Was the guy in Brigantine, was he Chicken George? Bridgerton, yeah. Bridgerton, was he Chicken George? Yeah, he was. Oh, yeah. And he was more realistic as Chicken George because he was supposed to be mixed, and they had Ben Vereen as the first one who is yeah. does not look at all mixed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, no colorism there, but, like, come on. I was just thinking about that the other day. I was like, damn, was that guy... That was him. Chicken. That was him. I remember Christmas a few years ago, like (laughs) me and Tia and my parents, we watched like all 12 hours, like 12 hours. And I was like, damn, like, because I I think I had seen it as a kid, you know, but like, I was like, damn, this is like some fucked up, like, Christmas shit to watch. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) But like, (laughs) I feel like we're missing some huge ones. I mean, but are we? I'm just thinking of like recent stuff. I mean, honestly, like we don't like any black trauma movie that you could name. I don't want to see again. 
Pretty much, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was, yeah, yeah like, even if I were, like, none of joke, like, obviously, I wouldn't joke, but I was, like, you know, I don't know. None of them. I don't need to see again. I get, like, they don't. I, I don't I was, mind if they're telling, like, like I don't want to see, like, black people getting shot by the police. Like, Queen and, well, Queen and Slim, they didn't get sh- uh, I'm good on that one too, yeah. even though like they kind of brought because that whatever. one was like kind of messy. Yeah, that one was messy, but um, I'm good on that as well. But like, I don't mind like how they had that underground show, and then I think they have an underground railroad show now. Oh on yeah, Amazon. yeah. Oh, like, that one's that one's done by Barry Jenkins, I think. Right? Yeah, right. I saw people were like, "That's not a show you need to binge watch." So I haven't watched it yet, but I don't um, mind if it's like something kind of historical like that where you're learning something. But I'm good on right because something like I what mean, was the one that was on HBO? The, what was uh, exterminate the brutes? No, not that one. The one with uh, Bernie uh, Smollett, Lovecraft Country, Lovecraft like that shit was and even Watchmen like. That yeah. is kind of about black trauma, but like yeah. that was done so well and like so great that it's like I could actually watch that again. But again, it's not necessarily based off of like. Yeah. And like the issue is like there is still a scarcity of just like movies with black people that aren't about their. Yeah, that's just doing regular shit. Blackness. Like yes. that's just like doing little with uh, Issa yeah. Rae. Like that movie has yeah. nothing to do with her. Like, and I mean, that literally stuff about it. But like, it's not that's like, one of the funniest movies. Like, I literally cried watching that movie. It was so funny. Yeah. There needs yeah. to be and when they don't make black trauma, they make Michael Ely hiding under the bed and shit. <laughs> yeah, black scary movies yeah. is also bad. Yeah. Is there a good black scary movie? Yo, stop making them damn black stalker movies, man. We don't care no more. <laughs> um, Candyman. I got five on it where it's the oh us oh, oh yeah. us. I like that. But Candyman, like that to me, that's like one, and that's, that's just a like, good one. That's a straight up like scary fucking movie as a kid, yeah. like. Yeah, Speaking of a- us, oh, Leprechaun in the Hood was my shit, too. <laughs> <laughs> facts, though. Facts. Speaking of us, though, them, uh, with that one that Lena Waithe wrote for, like, Amazon Prime, I saw some, April like... April told me not to watch that, so I, I never... I'm good on that. Like, Wait, Lena- she made a movie called Them after Jordan Peele it's, made Us? It's like a TV show, and it's called Them, and it's based around black trauma. She got dragged on Twitter for a little bit. Man, she be getting dragged hard. And yeah. like, I think that has a lot to do with that. She's Lena Waithe. And she, not only does she get dragged, she gets dragged by like people in that community, which like, I'm, you know, I'm an LGBTQIA ally, like gang, gang. I don't like to speak on what's going on in, in that world because like, I'm not. Like I said, I'm an ally, but like people in her community really be like killing her, like just really. And like this whole time I was thinking Lena Dunham. I was like, what are y'all talking about? Not girls. She can get dragged too, though, but not dragged too. (laughs) I've read so many people like I feel like Roxanne Gay drags her and damn near every book. she. But people be dragging Roxanne Gay, too. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, that's and for what? She has some good points because people well, from what my from what I see is that like people are like Roxanne, you are. And this is not me. I'm just saying what the Internet mm-hmm. is saying. So don't persecute me over here. But often I see people quote, t- quote, tweeting her with her age and being like, yo, like 
you why are you commenting on this like you, like this shouldn't be important to you xyz and like there's some people that like who i know personally who who are a part of the zeitgeist i would say of twitter and kind of move things around being like this is mm. not it like why is i haven't well, i haven't looked me? at her tweets in a while so i don't really know what she, i don't I can tell you why like i can tell you why <laughs> <laughs> they're black women they are Outspoken. Uh, outspoken and they are lgbtq i mean even though you say they get dragged from their own community i get that but i yeah, I I, believe yeah that's what i'm saying it's it's done. not in and honestly like it's it's not white it's never white it's always like the black people that i see dragging her and i'm like damn they are making points that i wouldn't necessarily have thought of because i'm not a part of that community you know what i'm saying but then when i see them and the reasoning behind it i'm like okay like i understand you know where it's coming from but it's just like are we that's bored or it's like are we bored or is this like a thing you know what i'm yeah. saying that's because for black people they always want for some reason it always seems like we got to be like the perfect messenger right in right. a sense like it's it's not like you can uh do anything or say anything uh and have a critique on anything if you're not like the perfect messenger and i'm saying that uh lena waith and roxanne gay have anything wrong with them i don't have, know of anything wrong with them i love hunger i love bad feminists anything roxanne gay has written her essays i love so right. uh lena waith i mean she's just um it seems like future is trapped in lena waith's body and like writing things that Lena Waithe should be like writing about. Well, I mean, she's like that is what the problem that most people have with her. When the rumor she left her wife for uh, the uh, chick on Harriet Tubman. Oh yeah, Cynthia Revo. Cynthia Revo. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. That's but, what you know, they said. I, you know, it is what it is, right? Yeah. I don't know. Um, but yeah, stop making black trauma shit, man. We don't want to see that. Black people happy too. And I was gonna say. J. Cole seems to rap a lot about it. I mean, any, you know, he's living. He's a black man, of course. I did listen to the album. I do like it, but um, I'm like, okay, what of these songs would I want to hear during Hot Vac Summer in the club? None. None. Except for that one. Um, yeah, I think. I the think one about the devil. Pride is the devil. That's a that's good one. That's my shit. Because that's the one with Lil Baby. And that one is good. But even so, if that song came on in the club, like. Yeah, I mean, I want to hear it in my car. Yeah, I, I think we got to stop looking at J. Cole. He's not a club rapper. <laughs> he yeah, is not. Yeah, we got to stop driving in that, the car bro. by yourself, rapper. <laughs> yeah. Or like just chilling, yeah. sitting around the house. Appreciate him for that. Yeah. He's is coming. the house. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's Drake the whole... is coming soon. We got to yeah. stop putting. We got to yeah. stop putting that lens on J. Cole's album because <laughs> that's the time we get to Miami. <laughs> oh yeah. Because <laughs> that's like the normal thing we all say about J. Cole, and it's like at this point, it's like. Yeah, he's a grown ass man. He don't need to be yeah. rapping for people that go to the club. Like we don't go to the club. Anyway. That's what I'm saying. Like and like in J Cole's defense, it seems like maybe he does go to therapy. Maybe he doesn't. But I feel like he doesn't. He just makes albums, and it's like that's cool because like you can make beats and like really rap your ass off. But it's like, bro. If I'm in the club and I hear Pride is a Devil, it's gonna make me want to like choke a nigga out for like talking to my ex girl and like I don't want to like you know what I'm saying like I can't I can't really bang with that in the club. I mean I could, but yeah, that's not, how we say it's good for the car. 
Right, exactly. It's good for the you like, like you're getting ready in the morning or workout like songs, yeah, or workout music type of stuff. But cleaning overall, up the house, yo. Oh man, the toxicity at my um at the barbershop. Like, I think I saw this tweet one time, and it was like, the more toxic your barber is, the sharper your edge is. And I was like, damn, they got a point. But they were, <laughs> <laughs> they were like really going deep on some like J. Cole stuff. And it was just really funny to me. But like one guy in the chair was like saying how, you know, this is a classic. This shit is not a classic by any means. It's too it's early not. to say all that. Yeah, it, like it was good, but I probably yeah. won't listen to it. again. Like I'll listen to it again, but like not like I'm rushing to go listen to it again. I it's will say. Yeah, all that. I will say that I did listen to it and keep listening to it to hear different stuff. But it's like, you know, I'm the guy, worst. This guy in the barbershop was like, it's up there with Illmatic. And I was like, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. OK. Chill. Too far. Chill. Yeah, I, don't, I honestly don't know. I got to sit. I'm going to sit with it. I'll probably listen to it again because I thought it was really good. I think I'll like um jay i don't think j cole has a bad album to be honest none of them are bad it's just like you're not going banging in the club i mean he does have a couple but like i mean 2016 forest hills drive had is it 2016 2014 2014 forest hills drive had a few uh songs that i listened to in the club that's my favorite also have a lot of songs that i go back and replay also because he has some some shit on that and um kids what's the kod or something on those lines that one has some really good so i mean oh, i think yeah it has like really good albums that you can go back and I just listen one, to you want to hear some rapidy rap shit right because that, that one has the one with 21 savage on there a lot or is that on, yeah it's on, i think it's on both their albums maybe. um but yeah like that's a good one yeah i'm for some reason i don't know i know that one's on 21 savage album that's where i heard it yeah off of 21 I mean, whatever album. he's gonna go platinum this song with, with 21 savages yeah, that was a good one too yeah that's right fire yeah he's gonna go platinum with features this time which is a first for him because this whole thing is like platinum no features and whatever you know whatever he's rappers gonna- gotta do to like i mean whatever man you know they get all they do what they got to do, and he says he's gonna retire after his next album. Well, somebody, somebody <laughs> speaking of somebody, yeah, speaking of somebody who should have retired was Joe Button. I was like, I don't know, man. He did retire, but before we move on, uh, <laughs> J Cole, um, he's you know how he's playing like basketball or whatever, and yeah, oh yeah, is it Rwanda or Ghana? Uh, I can't even remember. Maybe this shit up. or something, but um. He had like three points, three rebounds, and three assists in like 17 to 20 minutes. And somebody's like, oh, that nigga just out there running. <laughs> <laughs> I hate the internet. Oh, oh man. Uh, I'm trying to Google this as we're talking because I, I, I thought it was a Rwandan team, but I'm probably so wrong. And pe- Oh, wait, no, it is. It's a Rwandan team, the Rwanda Patriots. Which is some subsidiary, I think, of the NBA of that league, the BBC, I guess. The B, don't say BBC. Well, well, yeah, sorry. It says in the inaugural season <laughs> of the Basketball Africa something. What's wrong with BBC? Uh, no, the Basketball BBC. Africa League, so B A L Ball Ball to you fall. All right, respect. Respect to J Cole. You know, good album rollout. He went so far as to join a Rwandan basketball team. I'm not gonna yeah. hate on him. Joe Budden. 
should have retired probably earlier than he did. His podcast is done. He's a fucking crook. He's very yo. I did see that some woman came out about him, and then he was like, "Yo, I take accountability for it." Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see the details, but he, I'm sure he was a scumbag. But I like, mean, I listened to what Rory and um, all had to say, and it's then I listened to what Joe Budden had to say, and it basically he sounded like he didn't know what the hell he was, was basically about. around like accounting stuff. They kept. They said they kept asking. Like for counting the papers, the numbers, et cetera, and that they're profit partners. So in order for them to know like how much they're supposed to get paid, they need like the accounting. And he said that he had the deal with Spotify and he would violate uh, their deal with Spotify if he showed them accounting or something. I'm not necessarily sure, but the whole thing of listen, I I would have to look at their paperwork, but the whole thing with listening, Joe Budden, and it goes back to when um, I know Tia listened to it but back when tax season had him on his podcast and mm. the, also the word of 2020 gaslighting. Joe Budden's like a gaslighter. Like, yeah, he's full of shit. He's one of the when I say like it's insane, like it's like he never for, to him. He'll, he's one of those people who say he takes accountability mm-hmm. in a phrase, but <laughs> everything else he says around that, there's no accountability being. None. Yeah, he is the ultimate because like even when I saw his, res- <clears throat> his response video to Maul and Rory, he looked like he knew he was wrong. You know, yeah, he knew he was. That's why he kept saying, Oh, love my brothers. Like, bro, you know, you was wrong, and like, you probably knew what the hell was going on. You just thought they wouldn't find out. They (laughs) said they asked him for accounting in 2018, 2019, and he's and his accountant sent over like an Excel spreadsheet, and they're like, Nah, this ain't the correct numbers, or something like that. Then they asked him for accounting in 2020. And just up until this point, they've never gotten like the full accounting. They're just like, fam, we're supposed to be we have a contract where we're profit partners. Uh, We need to know the numbers. And that's just pretty much their whole hour spill on uh, Vimeo that they had. And like, I don't know, like, honestly, if you're taking everything at face value and say everybody's telling the truth. Right. And when it boils down to that, if you say everybody's telling the truth, it still sounds like. When you listen to Joe Budden, that is like he he has no accountability. He, he, I don't know, man. He's, yeah, he should have been like, yeah, I was wrong. I should have showed them the right paperwork. I should have. That's all you have to do. Like and like literally everybody would have moved on. Right. That's the thing. If people would just apologize and own up and take responsibility for their dumbass actions, people he, would move on. Yeah. He's saying it's like betrayal that they would go and get lawyers and ask for their paperwork and stuff like that. And it's like, that's why I texted y'all. I was like, man, whatever came. <laughs> yeah. Y'all can have this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Yeah. Come on. That's just, yeah. Uh, yeah. If, if any of y'all were like, uh, like talk to my accountant. Oh man, that would be yeah. fucked up. That would be fucked up. But like, Man, it's really tough. But that's the thing, though. That's where I might say, but that's the thing, though. Like, that's we all say we made millions like they are supposed to make on their deals. We should all have 
accountants and lawyers of our own. We shouldn't have representation. The same lawyers. The same yeah. representation. Yeah. And they didn't. But the issue was every time their lawyers, according to them, tried or their accountants tried to ask for the paperwork, Joe would get upset. There was always a problem like, y'all don't trust me, this and that. Or um, he'll call like when Sin would accuse him. Like Rory said, he called him one morning and said, oh, you ungrateful, this and that. Um all the shit I be doing for you, this and that. You ungrateful, you ungrateful. And Roy's like, fam, we just want the accounting. And Maul said the same thing. We just want the accounting. Like yeah. that's all. You you can't like have people on your show and grill them about their contracts and then not. That's all he talks about. Because that's what I'm saying. Everything is projection. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's projecting, right? It's like you having people on your podcast about how bad their deals are when you're when you're like fucking over the people that are on your podcast too, like, yeah. come on. Uh, this shit oh, is- I stopped listening to them a long time ago because they their shows were too long and they did too many in a week and I couldn't keep up. But it was yeah. good. Like when I was listening to it, like I enjoyed it, but I've always not cared for Joe, so. I enjoy it. Like they're- so I, it was like, just like funny to me. Yeah, know? it was funny. And like, I would listen to it if something crazy happened, like- I can't even it's remember still, the last time. Still, I think I, the last time I listened to it was like when Nipsey Hustle died or something like yeah. that. But he's still entertaining. But it's just I was listening to this week's and it was just like it's hard to listen to when you got it's kind of like it's hard to listen to when you got four people now saying that you pretty much fucked them over. Three people right. Three from people, your podcast. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like he just has a history of like getting in his own way about stuff. Like, 100%. and I only know this from listening to Brilliant Idiots, but I feel like he always just like fumbles and back. Always calls every it out. Time. Yeah, every time Charlemagne's like, "You're gonna be your own worst enemy." That's what he says to him <laughs> yeah. every time, and then he always is. It's like this self fulfilling prophecy. He can't help himself. Let me. Oh wait. Let me. Uh, let me <laughs> get on my. Uh, astrology shit. I have no idea what Joe Budden's sign is, but it's gotta be a water sign. I know that he's a Cancer. He said, I think. Per- oh no, well, maybe Charlemagne's yeah. a Cancer. I mean, if he, if Joe Budden is a Cancer, that is the water sign. Maybe he's so, like a Virgo or so. I don't know. Nah, I mean, he might be, but it's let me look see at him this. being a damn Gemini. Let's see, Joe Budden, born on. Oh, wait, he is a Virgo. He's a, he's a Virgo, and that's why are, I hate his ass because they're very like rigid and methodical and are uh, manipulative. I don't know if they're manipulative, but they do need to. They they very much they like planning out. They are very type A, I think, at their core sort of thing. Like a Virgo, it's like everything needs to have a place. They're very clean. They're very neat. But he's also a Taurus moon, which is like very stubborn, which checks out, right? Like. He keeps fucking shit up. But um, it looks like most of his chart is mostly air and water and earth. Nice. No, no fire in his chart. Uh, he's an Aries. Chiron, and let me get back on the soapbox real quick. Chiron nope. is kind of like your... It's like your wounded warrior. It's like the crux kind of thing of like what you have to get over. Chiron, it's like... Yeah, like my Chiron, 
Uh, I don't know yours, but you know, that'll be for another. That'll be for another. I know we're going to have you read us on. Yeah, but because mine is right on top of my moon and your moon represents your mother. So apparently for me, my my thing in this life is like, you know, some whatever this relationship with my mom, but I have a pretty good relationship with my mom. But like if people know anything about my past and doing acting and all that shit, like there's probably some shit there. You know, yeah. I remember I remember recording some audition videos back in the day. Yeah, mom. Goof. Yeah, I love my mom tough. and her dad, but she was she tough. tough. And she was a teacher. I remember right. I won. I right. won the spelling bee in middle school. Y'all, yeah. she had, and they give you like a book of all the words she, for the, she for the county scaling. I that wrote shit. every word like 50 times and it was like 500 words. Like, I'm <laughs> not even lying. Right. So like your Chiron <laughs> is. <laughs> yeah. Like she was, you know, because your dad is the male version of my mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We have talked about this. On the <laughs> but like your Chiron is like who you kind of like, it's kind of like the crux of like your your thing and it looks like joe buttons is aries which is fire so like he it's interesting that he has a lot of air and water and earth stuff because that stuff i feel like tends to mesh well but like if if it's aries which is like i think aries is fixed sign which is like even more stubborn so it it checks out i'm not gonna look up maul and rory's chart because i don't really care i mean i kind (laughs) of do because i think it'd be interesting to see but you know, whatever. Yeah, we're yeah. good. We're we're at our uh, we're at we're our, at our t- max. We're at our max to talk about them. What are we looking at here, Soldier Boy? I think this came from a tweet because every time he and and rightfully so, he's like, "Yo, I did this first, and I'm not getting my props." He and I can't. The proof. And I can never argue because he has the proof. Can <laughs> <laughs> you? Think about if TikTok was around whenever Crank That came out. Oh, um, I was just thinking that he pretty much invented TikTok with damn Crank That. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> he really did. He should be on the Mount Rushmore rappers because he. Yeah. <laughs> I have a fun fact. I have seen Soldier Boy in concert more times than any other performer. I've seen him in concert <laughs> four times. Wow. Oh my god! How many times did you crank that though? <laughs> Oh, every time. time. <laughs> I mean, have you ever watched um, uh, American Gods on Showtime? Have you ever seen that? I've only mm-hmm. seen the the parts about Orlando Anderson. Whenever he basically oh, yeah. he was too black for the show. Basically, yeah. So they have like a god on there. He's like the technology god that is kind of coming to power. He's like very powerful because everybody's moving kind of. In a sense, everybody's moving away from like the traditional gods and moving towards like the technology guy. If I'm fucking this up, please don't kill me. Not that a lot of you are going to listen to it right now. But uh, <laughs> but that's what I think of Soldier Boy when it comes to rap. He's like the technology god of rap. And like, I feel like he should. That's why he should be mounted on like the um, Mount Rushmore of rap, because he really was one of like the first YouTube sensations in the rap industry, if not the first. Like he I, has the proof. 100% like, because I saw another tweet today and it was like, um, it was like she got a donk song, but there were no women in the video. It was like Soulja Boy and his boys dancing. And someone was like, 
<clears throat> they were like, yo, Soja Boy was so wild that he had a song called She Got a Donk and there wasn't a single woman in the video. And it was just like, <laughs> not a was, single donk. It was like him and his boys like just doing some random dance. And like that's how much of the shit he was on. Like, yo, like this is a song. I still like, listen to um, I still listen to Soldier Boy because I love yo, this song. Whenever Chris came up here one time, it was like a couple years ago. We went to karaoke. We did Kiss You Through the Phone. And like the shit was like, it was so funny because I was like, oh damn, this is a karaoke classic. Yeah. Kiss you through the phone. Like that shit was a banger too. Everybody was singing. Right. That shit. Everyone was singing that shit. It was so <laughs> funny to me. It was so funny. But like he really does like, but like I also think it's funny that him and um Ray J like are kind of the same person to me. But they but they both like kind of talk their shit and like but Ray J is the king, like that those headphones that he sells and all that stuff. Like he is a million what's the thing with his glasses or he flip them down <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like the stuff that he's come up with he is a millionaire from or like many times over so i yeah i guess i gotta give him his props even though he's an ass ray j has some of the funniest internet moments to like oh my god glasses one then when he has sitting down with the guy and he says they don't break break them <laughs> Charlemagne, are we live <laughs> there's too many good ones but yeah, both of them Chicago they, need, they need to have like some kind of verses they need to have like a uh personality verses i hate to use the word influencer but like just something they do need to have some type of verses like a versus instead of romeo versus soldier i mean romeo versus bow wow which romeo goat Eat your Why? Yeah, I would see yeah, Bow like, Wow versus Soulja Boy. Ray J Soulja Boy would be just hilarious. Ray J ain't got enough. Like, no. And yeah, neither does Romeo. Like, does he right? even have a song? Does Ooh, Romeo yeah. have a song? He has that one when he was a child and rolling around. Uh, auntie, I don't need no girlfriend. Wait, or is that Bow Wow? I, maybe I don't. I don't know. know. I, I don't know. know one Romeo song. I can name a few Bow Wow songs. Maybe not twenty. Bow Wow and Bow Wow and Soldier probably would be a solid one. Ray J ain't got enough. I mean, Ray J got the greatest R and B song ever made. <laughs> I hit it first. I hit it first. Oh, I hit it first. That's something <laughs> like he hit nah. it first. One wish. One wish is it's not. That's the my shit. Yeah, oh yeah, that is. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's true. a banger though. But uh, sexy cannot is a banger. But that's pretty much where it stops. Yeah. Soldier Boy versus Bow Wow. They could probably go fifteen ish to twenty ish. But they should do like uh, I I don't know what the correct terminology to use because it shouldn't just be about song, but just like as a a movement or whatever. Like I'll give Bow Wow his props. Honestly, not as much as Soldier Boy because I feel like Soldier Boy really did kind of like map out the shit, especially now how people are doing things. Like he was a fucking pioneer and like whatever. Like you gotta give. I mean, he is. I was gonna say Bow Wow was like he's just he's just so young. He's just a lot funnier to me than Soldier Boy. Yeah, now Bow Wow was like in movies and stuff. He was more like a well-rounded like star. Where Soldier Boy kind of like stuck to movies. Yeah, Bow Wow was like. I mean, uh, one of the first child rap mega stars. Like, yeah, yeah, I remember when he pulled up to our middle school because we somebody at our school won like a date with Bow Wow (laughs) to like our middle school, and he was so tiny 
But everybody, <laughs> like we had probably a thousand-ish people in our middle school, but everybody was out there, like as his bus pulled up. Like he, he was so huge. And I think sometimes we forget that because of like his corniness nowadays. Yeah. Right. What the shit he does online, but he was so big. And if you go back and listen to his catalog, he has fucking bangers. <laughs> As the Way resident, more resident astrologer here, I have to let you know that Bow Wow is a Pisces. He's a Gemini rising and a Cancer moon. So mostly water and air. I knew that Soldier Boy was a Leo because I remember his birthday is always close to mine. So he's a Leo. Shout out. Uh, and he's a Libra moon. I can't see his rising sign, but 1000% makes sense that Soldier Boy is a Leo. Shout out to him whenever Leo season comes up. You know, I might throw a little extra Soldier Boy on the list. I'm looking at the rundown. I think we can probably leave this last subject off and we'll maybe spend a minute on it. But the Let It Off song, Mariah Carey, this is the thing last week where these, these, there are artists who are like remaking like R&B songs and like not putting R&B lyrics on them per se. And they are really amazing. And yeah, this song, are. this song was like, <laughs> I wish I could find the the tweet that you sent, Chris, and I would play it. But like, I don't. I'm telling I, you, when it I, comes I, to harmonizing how you yeah. kill five to ten people, <laughs> they, they figured it out. I'm in yeah. there. I'm in it all the time. Like that. That's my favorite. said Mariah Carey like cleared it for him. She was just joking. In her oh, tweets. she was joking. OK, yeah, that's good. Yeah. It's always on Spotify. So she must have cleared him. Yeah, which I think is honestly like I love her for that because she is very active on Twitter. And I feel like Mariah Carey is low key ratchet. So right. she probably if you look at a lot of her pictures. She's like, yeah, you're like, damn, re- y'all the should read her she's book. I listen oh, no. to her. her What's book the name of her on- book? What's the name of it? Ooh, I can't remember. Hold on. I'm gonna tell you in a minute. I listened to it on Audible. And okay. she like sing some of the song, like not like a whole song or anything like that, but like some of it, it was like her life is very interesting. And she talks about her marriage. Is it um, the meaning of Mariah Carey? The meaning of Mariah Carey. It was so good. All right. Shout out. You don't to even that. have to be a stand. It was good. Maybe. Somehow, because Quest Love posted it. Somehow, or some reason, she oh, had yeah, to reach he did. Out yeah, he did. Love to. I think clear. he reached out to her and was like, please clear this because he's tapped in with everyone. He was like, yo, clear the song. Like, the internet is loving it. I think it. she reached out to him. Actually. She reached out to him. So I don't oh. know if he had something to do with it yeah. or oh, what. Out to him and said, please clear the song. Like, yeah. Yeah, she was just fucking with them online. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. She, you know I'm how just, Mariah is. Yeah. Maybe we'll all read that and like talk about it someday because I feel like she is another person who's like a part of the the zeitgeist and like all of our like lives growing up, like Mariah Carey was like popping in the nine late nineties, two thousands. She's a legend. Period. She's a legend. She is a legend. You also should not. Don't look. <laughs> I'm the I'm me, and I know one other person that loved glitter. That is my movie. I don't care. I will fight you at me. Mariah Carey, J Lo acting versus. Yo, <laughs> damn. We gonna be we gonna be listening to stuff because we ain't gonna be watching nothing. <laughs> Right. But shout out to Mariah. And who who is this group who's saying let it off? Like, I wish I could. I don't know. I could probably not. Google it really quick or really quick. Let me see. Let it off. Mariah. Something. That's not even the one. You should listen to who I smoke. The making my way downtown. Remake. Oh, that was awesome. See, yeah, we like 
Is it YTK? I think I guess is the people who made it. I want to I want to play a clip of it and like I probably won't be able to edit this in, but like let's just take a second and let's see if this actually too loud. I love this song, the original song. But we'll listen to like a second of it here, and maybe Spotify won't kick us off. But here it is. <laughs> okay i'm gonna stop it because like niggas are like really love like paramore and like so like, like this is like our shit it's like that kind of like yo like like when um, like, 21 well, savage was listening to fantasia right and singing it like we love this shit so like that's why i think it's just like another thing that's like a part of like us and who we are like we really like love this shit and like we listen to everything we listen to everything but like obviously mariah but like whenever you remix it like this like at like even she recognized obviously because she cleared it right yeah. so like she's like i get it like this is good mm-hmm. but shout out to let it off ytk we're gonna take a little break we're gonna come back and talk about uh i guess i didn't mention this at the top of the pod but you know the first segment was basically from the streets to the tweets what people have been tweeting about talking about we're gonna talk about why america is trash a little tiny bit of current events and then we'll let y'all out of here but stick around come back and we'll be back in a second Hey, Lexi, let me ask you, mm. you make a mean cocktail or no? Nah? I'm pretty bad at making cocktails. One time I tried to have a Kahlua party and everyone brought over a bunch of Kahlua and it was way too sweet and we did not have a good time. Did you mix anything with it? I don't know what we were thinking, but you know what we should have done? We should have gotten some Wandering Bar, man. Oh, dude, you should have gotten the FOMO. The FOMO? Yeah, it's a vodka pineapple sling from Wandering Bar, man. Oh, so you can just like shake it up in the bottle, open it, and boom, you have a cocktail ready to go. Exactly, and it's so delicious. Where can I find it? Just go to wanderingbarman.com, click on locations, and it'll tell you bars, liquor stores, and anywhere else that you can find them. Oh, wow, Wandering Bar, man. Yeah, Wandering Bar, man. Yo, we're back. Group Checks Podcast. What up? Took a little break. Uh, uh, you know, now we're talking about why America is trash. And like, now that I'm thinking about this and saying it out loud, we were like, oh, we should have some segments. And then we realized that we basically said all of our segments in the first promo that we made without even thinking about it. But America yeah. is really trash. And like, this is a podcast with four Black people who grew up together, who are related, who, well, me and Tia are actually brothers and sisters, but I honestly feel like we all feel like all brothers are. and sisters because we talk so much. And, you know, we're talking about the shit through the lens that we see it through. And I think that's yeah. why all this shit actually works. And this is just a perfect example. Let's <laughs> Yes, yes. The, shit, the way we see it, not the way we, 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 we. Like Uncle Phil said, we, we, we. But honestly, Us. anytime someone says we, I, I always think about that Snoop Dogg sound clip when he goes, who? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> I, automatically, I automatically think about Uncle Phil talking to Will. We, <laughs> we, yeah, <laughs> but like this is the thing. So like, I'm gonna just let Lauren take it from here. Um, so like many people's employers, I'm obviously not gonna say my employer, 
But um, last summer, when shit was popping off, um, we I think a lot of people's companies like y'all's companies like send you an email like the week of Juneteenth and like give you I think we got a half day actually like yeah, I, they didn't even give y'all a we didn't even last we didn't get nothing <laughs> now that I think about it I think they gave us the half day off like we had the afternoon off like in uh like honoring Juneteenth because like I mean like all the stuff that happened last summer like the George George yeah. Floyd stuff like all this stuff. They said y'all um, niggas can get a half day. I think I was already oh, off that day, but I didn't do. But I think like that them. Thursday last year, they emailed us and they were like, um, like Black Lives Matter, you have a half day tomorrow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this, this, year we, <laughs> this year we got an email um like last week. So they were like nipping it in the bud early. They were like, um, they were like, like Derek Chauvin got his shit. So I know everybody got Juneteenth off last year, half off last year. Like you should expect to work Juneteenth this year <laughs> or plan to take PTO. And I was just like, I just like screenshot it, I think, and sent it to y'all and was like, wow, they were really like, ain't no Juneteenth this year, bitch. So <laughs> that it reminded me of that tweet whenever it's like uh I think it's from um what's the show with the with the character's name is Tobias that people are gonna know. But basically it's like where it in the Black Lightning. No, no, it's no. like uh, arrested oh, it's arrested development. Arrested development. Oh. And the screenshot is like um I'll think of the actor's name, but it's like he's taking a bow and the screenshot says and scene. And it basically yeah. is like after after Democrats get your vote, it says and scene. And yeah. that's what it's like for corporate America. They're like, all right, we gave you niggas yeah. like a day off, a half a day off last year. Off. Like you coming in this year. Well, like, I think, I mean, to be fair, so um it was like a long ass email. I didn't even read it all. I just read like the first, the like bold <laughs> juice. The yeah. But it was like so, okay. I work in healthcare. So, but I don't work like with patients. It's like, I like healthcare admin pretty much. Mm-hmm. And, um, our hospital is like affiliated with the university. And so the university still gets it off, but I, in the email, it was like, you know, you work in patient care. Like you can, you still need to come in you need to take right. PTI. So like, I get it. Yeah. But like you also gave it to us last year. Like if you were really about that life, you would just make that one of our paid holidays. Right. Yeah. Like but what's one day? So I will say again in my um, my employer's defense in the South, when I lived in the South, I never got MLK Day off. We got Good Friday off. And up here, everybody gets MLK Day off, which I think is interesting. And nobody gets Good Friday or anything. Wow. Oh, I always have they had do give us one black, They do give us one black holiday. Yeah. yeah. I live in California. We don't get MLK off at my job, but we get President's Day off. Damn. Damn. We don't get that. Yeah. That, that goes not talking about Lauren's employer, whoever that is. Just in general, it goes back to the word of 2020 summer, performative activism, or the phrase, I guess, performative activism. It's just mm-hmm. crazy how quickly these companies just switch up man like it's it's like 
while everything's going on, all of a sudden it's Black Lives Matter this, Black Lives Matter that. Then you get a year removed, niggas still being killed uh, daily. 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 And they and still. They, and they let the cops off for this shit. Yeah, I didn't they want to come back. Right now, but we got to talk about it. Yeah. But now like, it's like is- back to, now it's like, oh, well. Business as usual. Right. Uh, like yeah. they, they, it's so easy for corporate America and everybody to just put their head in the sand and just and then black people are just still stuck, like picking up uh, the fucking pieces of what like we're still thinking about what happened last summer. We're still right. pretty much- Nigga, I'm still thinking about what happened at the beginning of Roots. Like, yeah. fuck all this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, the shit doesn't like get. Yeah, I'm still right. traumatized from living in St. Louis and uh, protesting with doing Mike, Mike Brownfield. Brownfield. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's like people don't realize like that stuff we take with us every single day, and like I've re- like it's just not possible for white people or specific i'm gonna say specific white people i won't say non-black poc because i think they also have a lot of stuff they carry them but but like it's just i don't know i don't i don't know what it would take for them to like really understand it because i just don't think it's possible yeah the closest they got was george floyd and that took someone dying for them to on, camera. Like, on camera and it took forever to fucking process. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, I, I understand, but like, it's so difficult and so much work and just, just to live, not even to work or to do anything that you actually want to do, but just to get out of your bed and start your day. Right. Like we are thinking about all of this shit. And if I'm Lauren and I get that email and I wake up, I'm just like, I would have done the same thing. You know, Lauren. I would have sent that to the group text and we would have laughed about this shit <laughs> and like kind of goes back to what we kind of started the podcast about, about riffing and laughing about stuff that it's just like, what else can you do but make yeah. a joke to cope about it because it's so laughable. It's, and it's so like to us is so fucked up. Like when we all read that, we laugh and we all said like, well, back to business as usual. But in the back of our heads, like, because I know how y'all think you think pretty similar to me when it comes to this. It's like, well, damn, y'all able to just move the fuck on. But we're still <laughs> Stuck here. You're right. You tell me last year we get Juneteenth off, or you at least get a half day. You can't give you can't give us that shit this year too. And then you gave us a day off in the pandemic where you couldn't do shit. Right. Yeah. I will say shout out to my company who uh, I'm not also not going to mention, but they said this year, hey, like we know Juneteenth is on a Saturday this year. If you want to observe it on the Friday or the Monday, do it. That's take what's the up. day off. Do whatever. And like I'm is a part it paid? of it's paid. I'm a part of our uh, black uh, ERG group. So like we're trying to plan something around, like if people take the day off, you know, whatever, take a picture, do like just do something purposeful. Right. Like it doesn't have to be anything grand or whatever, but like send a picture or whatever. But like but I was like, you know what? They they didn't say like, all right, you can't take this day off this year. But also we also didn't get MLK whenever I started, but me and another old co-worker of mine, like basically essentially made them say, Hey, we need to have MLK doll. Like no, I, I'm not going to say my, I'm not going to say my employer either, but 
our company's CEO essentially, or not even essentially, he has adopted, uh, I think they're just African. I'm not even sure they're African-American. I think he just adopted some black kids um, potentially from Africa. Not even potential. I don't know why the fuck I'm trying to dance around this. So just cancel culture shit. But he adopted (laughs) black kids. He has several adopted black kids. Is he white? yeah, and we don't even have MLK Day off. And I'm just sitting there and she's just processing in my head like <laughs> Yeah, that's messed like, up. Damn, that's what, like, yeah. Actual fuck. That see, that is the kind of shit though that like goes through our head, right? It's like, yo, and in his mind, he's like, Oh, I'm doing the right thing and this and that. And it's just like you know what what are you actually doing? Like, mm-hmm. stop all this performative shit. Like that's what, that's kind of the beef I had with uh, my law school. Like they'll go, and I I completely appreciate it. I adore it. I don't want to do the this them versus us type thing. But they'll go to Africa for a whole summer, spend a whole summer in like Uganda and Rwanda, uh, putting together like a. Um, a like not police reform but just helping people get out of jail over there giving them representation and i fucking love it but they won't go to compton right <laughs> like, right. Yeah, right just they drop to, and they won't go to uh inner city la and help niggas get out of jail but you'll go all the way to africa and do like a prison reform <laughs> there but you won't do this That's shit. so stupid That's you're funny county and i mean i'm just not- sitting there like it's like man i appreciate that and I don't yeah. want to make it sound like that's not appreciated. Do what you got to do. But it's people within 30 miles that need that your same help. Same help. That need your same help. But instead, you're running a clinic in fucking Rwanda and Uganda. <laughs> yes, they need your help, too. But um, there's other people who are extremely close that probably need your help, too, that could use it just as much. And you do nothing for them. Right. 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 It's. It is exhausting, um, but I I do feel like the climate of everything that's going on now. It's like it seems like we're like able to hold them a little bit more accountable a lot quicker. So like, if you you know call them out, maybe they change it quicker. I don't know. This does kind of this is twofold here because I'm looking at the rundown and like like the Joe Rogan shit. He's like, oh, white men are going to be answered or going to be canceled because of cancel culture. And it's like, OK. Right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. OK. First like, of all, white men are never going to get canceled because it's just like they're because they're running yeah, shit. That's not, even his, that's not even we're dressing up his coat. It's uh. <laughs> Quote. We need to. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna pull. Oh, he said man. woke culture is woke, gonna cancel. Oh yeah, you're right. He said woke woke culture, culture and, is gonna cancel straight white men. And let me say, but you know what he was defending? Whoa, he was what? defending that guy 
Remember that clip y'all sent where the guy, the Asian guy introduced that white guy and then the white guy called him a slur? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was defending that guy. Oh, my God. He was saying, like, from what I could re-understand when I read, like, that's where it came from. And he, because I didn't, like, watch the clip. I just read an article. And they were saying, like, that's what, how he was prompted to say that. And I'm like, dude, he literally called him a derogatory term. I don't care if you're a comedian or not. Like, you know, you can't do that shit now, especially right. to an Asian person. He, the C I, word. Yeah. That oh. rhymes with basically what happened was like, <laughs> basically what happened was this, this. I'm Asian, not saying it. Yeah. Shit. Me, the, this Asian guy was like introducing the comic or the comedian. And then the, uh, the Asian comedian was, was introducing a white comedian, the white comedian came out of stage and immediately called this guy like a derogatory slang term, like right off. And was just, and like, and just or, kept going, just, just kept going, on. just started riffing on. And it was so jarring for me to, I was like, what the fuck? Like, cause in my mind, I was like, was this from like 10 years ago or something? I don't know. Whenever yeah, people like, why would he do like that this. now? No. And then the Asian dude, the, um, the tweet I sent was the, uh, Asian guy who posted it on Twitter is like, I introduced this guy yeah, and this, yeah. right. I introduced this guy telling him how much or some of them lines telling him how much I appreciate him and uh, have adored his comedy. And this is how he replayed, how he repaid me essentially. Right. And he posted yeah. the video. To even call something like cancel culture and get all butthurt about it. Like think about how like big your ego has to be. Right. Because like, you're basically you say something somebody says you're wrong and enough people agree with that person that you're wrong why can't you just look at yourself and be like reevaluate yeah, like, oh, damn, maybe, like, maybe i am oh, i'm getting canceled because Listen. all these snowflake blah, blah. no maybe i'm the fucking problem you are because these niggas feel like behind the guise of comedy they can say whatever they want to say without without consequence um, without consequence and no fam jen Gen Z ain't going for it. <laughs> and here's the thing: it's like They're really not. I think Amanda Seal said this, and it's like there are white people and people who happen to be white. Yeah, and it's just yeah. like I think if you happen to be white and you understand where you, you know, like you understand what's you going on. <laughs> <laughs> Soundbite. They're barbaric. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i'm playing it again They're barbaric but you know what i'm saying it's like yo like just like understand and then like we said this is our platform this is how we see the world and like i don't understand why they can't like i mean i understand why they don't want to recognize and they that. don't ever really get canceled right yeah. it's like you're gonna be back like, Unless you've done something like to a child, like R. Kelly or something like that, like you're not getting canceled. to cancel him? Huh? Was the one guy that, that, how long it took him to cancel him? Exactly. <laughs> right. He was still performing, but he would still be performing right now if to hold out yeah. if he wasn't in jail. Who right. was the guy? Wait, did Bill Maher die? No. 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 Who? No. Oh, Rush Limbaugh. Wrestling. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Okay. I don't yeah. particularly care. Yeah, I don't particularly <laughs> care for Bill Maher, but goddamn. Yeah. <laughs> but like, man, fuck Joe Rogan, and like, how many uh followers on his podcast? He's a like five, five million, million? five million an episode, damn near. Yeah. Just crazy shit. Like, yo, like, 
I mean, obviously not surprising to me that he's just like one of those people who seems to toe that line to like not totally. I mean, I feel like us are like fuck Joe Rogan, whatever. But like he he isn't like extreme enough to like really be. He's not MAGA, but he's on the cusp of MAGA. Joe Rogan is one of those guys who think that because he will sit down and talk to a tremendous amount of people, that means he has a tremendous uh, amount of diverse thinking. When really, when you actually dive into the shit that he says, his thinking isn't that different from any other straight white male in this world or who, yeah, yeah, his thinking really isn't that different. I mean, you just interview people and ask questions. Like you don't have any kind of unique thinking. Like I don't, I don't mind this podcast. Um, I'll listen to the one, like when he has like Freddie Gibbs or somebody on it, I'll listen to those type of podcasts, but he had like Ben, um, what's the guy's name? Ben Crump? No, no, no. no. Uh, Shapiro? Yeah, he'll have like Ben Shapiro and them on there and he'll sit down and talk with them and like, and mind you, he does push back occasionally. Right. But I mean, it's see through because when it's just when you hear how he actually feels about stuff, like, certain things like straight white men are being silenced by woke culture, then you're just like, all right, we see exactly who you really are. Right. (laughs) Right. I mean, I, and I will say this and whatever people want to persecute me for this. I totally understand. Um, but, um, someone like Dave Chappelle, right. Who's very funny and was like very poignant and, has made like comedy that kind of like changed the game. But then sometimes when I, even when I hear him say a lot of stuff <clears throat> and like, uh, I think he has some new podcasts with Talib Kweli. And I know that like people were like really dragging him for beefing with women on Twitter, not even beefing, but just like harassing women on Twitter. And like, sometimes when somebody's, it's just like, it's just such a slippery slope, but I'm just like, Oh man, like, kind of reminds me also too of the Kanye thing where it's like you talk this game about stuff and then you they themselves tend to get to this atmosphere of shit where they feel like they're untouchable and can say whatever yeah it's just like yo come back down to earth real quick like yeah i mean obviously not joe rogan he's a white man but like but I feel like sometimes whenever maybe Chappelle or Tyler, who else you would hear a Rogan is like, oh, well, that's my guy. Like I can talk to him. And like even whenever Kanye, <laughs> I think there was that I don't remember who the comedian was who was saying like the N-word or something. But even Chappelle then was like, well, it's fine if he says it around Amen. me. Who was it? Oh, yeah. Was it, was like, it? I don't think it was him. But even I mean, he's the one who said it. was like, I'm out, you know? Yeah, he's the one who said it on the um I think actually, you know what? I think this was like, nigga, 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 nigga. Here's a nigga, here's a nigga. He's on stage on that video you're talking about was when um with Chris Rock and all of them were. um, Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. It was like Chris Rock, Jerry Seinfeld, Jerry Seinfeld, um, Louis C.K. Even before he even got. Yeah, Louis C.K. and then like the Hispanic guy, I can't remember his name, but he's oh, like Carlos Mencia, I think maybe. No, that doesn't sound familiar. Not Carlos Mencia. I know. Oh, I know who you're talking about. I know who you're talking about. It's not Carlos Mencia, but I know who you're talking about. 
George yeah. Lopez. It was George Lopez. George Lopez. But I don't think it was him either. It was. It was another it was. guy. Uh, it was another guy. I don't know. I'm Googling. I'm pretty positive it was either George Lopez. It was another guy. Damn, now I sound mad racist as fuck. It was an Hispanic dude, though. And I'm pretty sure when I think it's been a comment, I think of George Lopez or Carlos Mencia, and I don't think it was Carlos Mencia. Ah, mm. oh, man. Uh, Ricky Gervais. Ricky Ger- Oh, Ricky Gervais. Damn, they weren't even Hispanic or Latinx. Okay. Ricky Gervais, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Like- and Re- Louis C.K. was the one using the N-word. Right, right. Yeah, right. Louis C.K. was like- the one using the N-word. Uh, and Jerry Seinfeld was like, yeah, I'm not uncomfortable here. And Chris Rock was the one who got dragged on Twitter because... He right. let him say it. Because he let, he him, let say him say it. He didn't say anything about it. He was like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know, man. They're- it's oh, just... No. Yeah, it's a slippery slope if you're on the level that they are at, because that doesn't trick. It will never trickle down and it shouldn't even trickle down into their circle, because if anyone ever said around me, I would check them immediately and be like, what the fuck? Well, that's All the right. cancel culture hasn't really canceled anybody. <clears throat> All they do is go to an island for like anybody. a week and then something else happens and nobody. Nobody says anything. Exactly. Though. All right. Legit, the restaurant beside my apartment, the first week they opened, someone found out that the guy who owned it called his neighbor like a monkey and was making gorilla noises and shit. And they're still and they're still open right now in Bushwick, in New York, right beside me being annoying as fuck. And they put out (laughs) this whole thing being like, oh, this guy is not a part of this company anymore. But but I see him every fucking day. And it just annoys me so much. I don't even want to, I want to say their names so people don't go there. I don't know. Should I say the names so people don't go there? Or should yeah. I not? I, I think Drag. The, I think the name of the bar is called Mika. But like the the owner, who is an Asian guy, was calling his black neighbor an ape and, and making monkey noises. And it was like, legit caught on camera and he just kind of went silent for a little bit and now they're just back open like no one remembers it and it's just like fuck you yeah fuck you i oh my god now i'm really on one maybe we talk about the arc okay i I never i never watch iCarly but like apparently she has a new black sidekick and people are sending this black actress super racist dms this is why America is trash. Cause like you can't even be black and get a job without people fucking harassing you who don't even. And who gives a shit about iCarly? Like we're too old to be watching this fucking kids. I guarantee you everyone who said, is it on Nickelodeon again? How how do they even hear about this shit? What are you doing? I didn't even know, but I was like, I was like too old for iCarly. Like when it came out, why are you, why are you DMing this actor? Like this is the kind of shit that black people have to deal with. That makes us fucking pissed off all the time. I can't get a job without being harassed. Yeah, I stopped watching Disney once they got rid of it. Well, that was on Nickelodeon. Uh But still, we stopped watching that probably before Disney. I'm about to say, I don't think I ever watched really. Well, we watched all that. Yeah, we did watch all that. And my cousin Skeeter, but. Yeah. 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 And Rugrats. And Rugrats, yeah. I don't know. I don't know, man. I just think it's, I think it's um, crazy. Like sometimes here's, my toxic trait. Sometimes I'll be watching this show and I was like, man, they really do throw in some random ass people. Like when I was watching Jenny in Georgia, which I get it. Like for as far as like representation wise, I love it. They, the dad was like deaf. 
And yeah, I, I love that. I love the dad. I loved it. I was like, this is random, but it's deaf. But then they have like, they do have like random. Nah, it's super toxic. I'm telling you, this is my toxic trait. Sometimes I think and I have to catch myself. I'm like, damn, why do they have to do this? They're just throwing just like random characters that I have, like, as far as like representation goes, which I get. But then not ever in my mind do I think to tweet at somebody and say something as ignorant as yeah like why are you on the show I don't give a shit I'm still gonna watch it yeah like get the fuck out of here all right yeah it's bad but like I just I don't know how old the actress is but she can't be that old if she's on iCarly so she must be young that's what I'm saying it's like this person is young shouldn't have to be dealing with this shit and it's just people who are bored and don't have a fucking life like get a fucking life just get a fucking life. How are you? Damn, stop bothering us. <laughs> Can we live? Can we live? It'd be like 35-year-old men, white men and 35-year-old white women tweeting at fucking 10-year-olds. 10-year-olds. <laughs> talking about why does the iCarly sidekick have to be white? I mean, have to be black. Bitch, you ain't even gonna watch the show. Right. Uh, 40 years old on Twitter. I don't know, man. I don't know. Uh, I'm looking at the rundown. What are we going to I I said that I like last week, we didn't talk about Palestine and Israel. I, we kind of did. But I feel like we were all kind of like. Uh, we weren't. It just like wasn't that we had talked about a lot, but I did have the week to like look over. So, and like, here's I'll just tell you how I felt last week and still how I feel is like I was really paying attention to the language and stuff that people were using about. You got to look at both sides and this and that and all this shit. And in my mind, it just reminded like every like I, I wish I could have some more specific granular examples that I could give right now. But it really did remind me of how people talked about <clears throat> how even at one point in time, not even that long ago, was very like taboo or whatever to say Black Lives Matter. I mean, not if you were a black person, obviously, but like, yeah. It was like it would be like weird to say free Palestine, because I think like the rhetoric and stuff that is used to. Uh, I hate to use the word propaganda, but that's kind of what it is, I mean, to, talk, it is. To, to talk about the situation itself. It's like, well, there's both. It's like, yes, there's always going to be both sides. And like just because they're both sides doesn't mean like there isn't a right and a wrong side. You know what I'm saying? It's like about occupation and being there before. And like, and, and like what I was thinking about this on a deeper level that I don't even think I've said out loud is about how, and this is a very slippery slope. Haven't mentioned this to anyone. Hope we make it next week, but (laughs) repeating traumas and things about you know it from what i was reading about the occupation of israel and palestine and like they're really it's like a zionist thing and like really trying to get rid of this these people because they're muslim because of what they believe and like i also read that it's not religious right like no, it's not it's there's not. just so much it, I, mean, it, it, I mean palestinian christians pretty much get treated <clears throat> A similar way as Palestine, right? It, because, the, but, but that's what I'm saying. Because in their minds, when I say they, the people who are looking to get rid of, it's like they don't see the difference between a Palestinian 
Christian or a Palestinian Muslim or whatever. It's just like they are that. And like all I mean, the all the language and terms that they use just reminded me so much about what the things that I mean, we let's just call it what it is. Right, it's exactly. It's, it's it's a genocide. Um that's it. I wanted to say last week, like free Palestine till it's backwards, but like, yo, like, and, and I think honestly, the other part of it is that like, because it is so similar to what might be happening here too. It's like, maybe people. I mean, it's it's right now. The way way it positions itself in my mind, this is me speaking. uh, This is Chris. Um, I want all the smoke. Uh, the way it positions itself in my mind is it's similar to the way white Americans try to explain the um, founding of America as if these yes. people, um, as if Palestinians or Indians weren't on this land before you came and occupied it right. and took over and uh, went from sea to shining sea. It's like you um it's like you don't even acknowledge them like rick santorum said a couple weeks ago is that yeah there's no american indian culture here yeah there's no american indian culture here yeah that's because you slaughtered and killed them yeah. uh that's why there's no american indian culture and there still is american and there is we went right. to utah and we were all up in their culture it was so yeah. cool there still yeah. is american indian culture but uh the reason why it's not prevalent in America is because you don't acknowledge your history of slaughtering them. You don't acknowledge. Right. And I will say that it would it. say native, like American, like Native American, Native American, yeah, Native American. I cultures. asked the guy when we were there, he said he, he didn't mind, you know, Indian, but he was like, I mean, we have to like do a lot of, this is part of our unlearning too. Right. Right. Exactly. Right, exactly. But like, that's the thing with us. It's like, we can un like, it's not, you know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, like we get it, I guess because we have lived it. And so have like our ancestors and all that shit, but like all every term, everything that I heard from something, it was just like, so reminiscent of like all this, like bullshit propaganda trying to say all this up instead of just saying it for what it is. And I understand that these things have been happening for however many years or whatever. And, but like, I do feel like on this one, it's just like, yo, like, like, this is it. Cause I feel like even a year or two from now, what again, I think this is like a part of the Black Lives Matter movement too, about how fast information travels and how we can organize a lot better because of social media and stuff like that. I think that's also going to have or to help Palestinians like really kind of yeah. like push through this. And I hope they do. And like I want to be with them like every step of the way, like while they do. You know what I'm saying? So like injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. Everywhere. Right. Yeah, right. And don't white people love pulling that out their ass every time like some shit happens to black people and pull out MLK (laughs) even though they killed them. Right. White people care about MLK for like a day. And they still don't even (laughs) acknowledge that they that they fucking hated him when he was alive. Like come on, man. And not they don't even acknowledge that he and um the Black Panthers were considered damn near terrorists like right. American right. terrorists at some point like the civil rights movement wasn't fondly looked upon until recently like it, like it's just this retelling of history that uh the oppressor tends to do 
that was that was the thing to me it was like what the oppressor tends to do not only that they used to deep there's plenty of color photos of mlk they made them black and white so they so it would and this is not even me on some dr umar shit they literally published color photos of mlk to be black and white to make you think that it was a long time ago to desensitize you to it but it wasn't it wasn't that long ago our parents were our parents are still alive (laughs) my parents high school wasn't even integrated when that shit happened right so you know what i'm saying like it wasn't that long ago it wasn't and for this shit to be happening as a confederate like a, a confederate celebration day or some shit yeah, yeah. confederate memorial day whatever memorial day like why are you celebrating taking the l i don't know yeah i was trying to say why do you celebrate losing whatever yeah. it's just so it like i south carolina's trash is we yeah. could have a south carolina's trash every we could have a segment on that every week <laughs> right <laughs> shit is real trash but i mean this <laughs> particular topic i know it's like everyone is obviously talking about it and i think like you know at first i was like i shit i don't really know what to because it was like one of those things like I, i'm pretty sure i'm still not talking about it I'm right <laughs> I, for me i was like i'm yeah. pretty sure i i know i mean i agree with y'all but i don't completely 100 100 understand everything so I don't want to like say the wrong thing, but I agree with what y'all are saying. I mean, look, if people want to persecute me for saying what I said, like, fine, like DM me, talk to me, whatever. But it is what it is. Like, I'm going to be, it's fine. There's one, there's one side who's way more equipped, way more funded than. That's that's a part that I don't really understand is like from a geopolitical sense about funding from other countries why it is that Israel is so funded by all these other countries for arms and stuff. And I don't know if that's because like, that's where a lot of people just get weapons and stuff from. And that's why it makes more sense to give them money and like be an ally to them. I'm just not really sure. Like that's the part that I. All of the spirit of white supremacy, it always boils down to that. Uh, So I just like, I like, I don't understand why, you know, that, kind of stuff and like i'm saying like i don't understand and i think i said last week that we would have someone to talk about this and all this past week i've been like brainstorming try to figure out who someone is who could talk about this stuff Mm -hmm. and again like i said this is how i think about it as a black person how i'm hearing the language how i'm hearing people talk about it what i'm reading about it and like how this feels so similar to the things that have like been done to people here that yeah. look like me. It's very similar to the black struggle in America. Yeah. That's yeah. why most of our, our, and not even the black struggle in America is the um, black struggle in South Africa. I mean, yeah, that's why most yeah. of our people that we love and support the Nelson right. Mandela's Angela Davis's the Malcolm X's of the world, the right. Kwame Ture's. That's why all of them have spoken up in support of Palestine and free in Palestine. Right. Exactly. And I feel like to put a nice little, I won't say nice little ribbon on everything we're talking about. Cause I'm not going to talk about the middle whatever everyone can take their mask off now for vaccinated we get it like get vaccinated if you're wearing a mask because you're afraid of people who got vaxxed you're an idiot i'm wearing my mask because i'm afraid of people who didn't get vaxxed right <laughs> i but don't trust you people the video there was another there was a shooting with was this in charlotte 
I don't remember. It was in was Elizabeth this? City, North Carolina. Okay. Um, but the video was finally released. Um, I thought I wrote the name down. Um, I think it's Andrew Brown. Andrew Brown. They finally Andrew did release Brown. a video. And to me, I I know y'all said y'all weren't going to watch any more of these videos. And I completely understand. I watched it. Just I watched it. And and basically it's just the cops view in it to me from the cops. It just looks like a random truck with like five or six people with a huge assault rifles pull up on this car and start shooting and yelling stuff while this yeah. guy's sitting in his yard. And, um, you know, I, I think Chris can talk about what the cops said and what they released and the charges or non charges, all that shit. But like here, you know, here we are. Yeah. So the D.A. said that. Um, so this is the D.A.'s explanation for not charging. He said that as soon as first he said, as soon as uh, Mr. Brown refused to get out of car, whether the car was moving towards the cops or not, him just refusing to get out of the car means that he's a threat to the cops, meaning that they could they were justified in shooting even if he never moved the car. Uh, so that's was one. Yeah, of the, I heard him say that. That was one of the DA's Insane. explanations. And then um, what I read was, for, and this is from uh, Mr. Brown's family saying, obviously there was no threat because four out of the seven cops didn't start shooting. So how did three cops think they were in danger when the other four cops out of the seven that were on the scene didn't think they were in danger. Um, and then they won't release all of the body cam videos. They only release snippets of the body cam videos because um, it's uh, North Carolina law to that, that uh, remains sealed evidence. Mm -hmm. uh, you would, the DA would pretty much have to, ask the judge to release all the video and the right. DA said he's not going to ask the judge to release any other video. So here we are out almost, of what they already have released almost a year to the day, a couple of weeks away from George Floyd. Cause that was Memorial day last year, I think. Yeah. Where it's like not exactly the same scenario, but like this person, I don't even know why they had a warrant. I honestly don't know the facts about this case. All I know is like, from what I saw from the video, it looked like, from the from the body cam footage, it looks like there are four cops on the back of a truck with assault rifles. They all get out and start yelling stuff. And then it looks like the person is like, why are these people in assault rifles charging at me while I'm sitting in my car? I'm going to get the fuck out of here. Like, that's what it looked like to me. Yeah, that's what it looked like to me. So it's just like. And abolish the police. I'm, I'm worldwide and this also ties into palestine to columbia to everywhere like worldwide like they just abuse their fucking power yo like and it's just it's fucked up it's because fucked we up. allow them to and i mean the government allows them to not us like it's not much we can it's not much we can do that's right. not like he wasn't like did they ever say like why he had a warrant or why they were going over? There? I forgot what the warrant was. Um, I honestly haven't been paying attention because I literally cannot do 
I, this is I can't. Been, I mean, it's been the theme of the day. Fucking black trauma. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, you, this is why we can't keep like. There has to be a space for black people to be happy. There has to be a space for black. And then, then when we are happy, then we get on each other about doing about yeah shit. Like, like wilding out in Miami, dancing on cars and shit. Right. But, um, there, I mean, there has to be. That's what like. That's why I can't wait for like. That's why I love like the Issa Rays of the world because I'm a love. I know I'm a love this rap shit show whenever she comes out with it because it's not like black trauma or anything. It's is like, he doing that Queen show? What's Queen? Is that her? No, it's a show coming is. with Brandy, Eve, Naturi, Houghton. I'm missing somebody. Nah, but I it's like I heard uh, about Run the World. Oh okay. Oh yeah, that's on um. That's on Showtime or Stars. Stars, yeah. But that's what I'm happy about the new generation outside of like, obviously, the Lena Waits who get dragged. But that's what I'm happy about the new generation of like, what what we thought we were in was like a newer, like black renaissance where you have like people who aren't making these, like you leave it up to white people. We're going to be having slave movies until we're fucking dead and gone yeah people who aren't just making those movies anymore making those shows like i don't want (laughs) any more of those shows like please stop it right yeah yeah i don't don't even need any more civil rights movies or docs either like i know that sounds i like the docs but i'm good on the movies but i need like a new like a newer doc like i would love to learn about MLK and Malcolm X to the day I die, but just man, it just feels like they're they just it just feels like there's something else that we can get to or talk about as black people that's happier. Like I I can't wait for this music doc that Questlove comes out with. Like oh yeah, that's gonna be dope. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. like more like celebratory stuff. But like I mean, to me, that is the essence of black culture. It's like and. I was thinking about this last week. Um, I feel like it's just like this thing of like preserving stuff mm-hmm. or like keeping it for us, like the unspoken things where you meet someone black and whatever, where no matter where they're at and just at its essence, like what is black culture and or really culture anywhere. It's I feel like it's like preserving this tradition and i think that honestly just stems from personally i feel like it stems from if people want to exterminate you do if people want to exterminate you or people want to get rid of you as a culture you are going to do things that will live on kind of forever yeah and if people have been trying to exterminate you for like the long for forever that's only going to make your culture and traditions that much stronger because the people are going to do whatever they can to make that survive and like keep living on. And I think that is ultimately when you think of black joy or whatever, or just like that genuine, like sense of community that you have whenever you're around black people talking or not even necessarily just if you say black, but just people of color, all that stuff. It's about like preserving this thing that people want to get rid of, but they can't, they cannot because we keep doing things to like 
We're like the Phoenix. We're like the Phoenix, yeah. baby. Rise, rise. Put a button on it. Goes back to Paul Mooney saying the black man in America is the most copied individual in the world. Everybody wants Message. to be a nigga, but nobody wants to be a nigga. <laughs> Message. Message. He's like, but honestly, I feel like that's a, a good place in it. Cause like, I do like, that's honestly how I feel. Like we, we're no, like, you're never going to get rid of us. You're just not like, no. you can't, we, we are ingrained. We survived in slavery, man. Every time right. I, the, when I did watch 12 years of slave, like I, I, like I said, I'll never, I'll probably never watch that again either. But I remember me and Braxton watched it and we both cried and we talked about it afterwards. And we were like, dude, like, I can't believe we're here. Like right. we should not be here right now. Right. We like, serve our our ancestors. They survived so much. Right. Yeah. It's speaking of not being here. Where the fuck is still processing? They, they had a whole new season. Yeah. Shout out to Jenna Wortham and Wesley. What's Wesley's last recently? Name? Uh, oh, yeah, no. they did, though. But look, but I love it. Uh, all in all, always deep dive in one. Yeah, they yeah they they go in they go in. I haven't listened to the new season yet because I think it's not finished. But Wesley Morris is his last name. Sorry, or Morris yeah. is his last name. But look, man, appreciate y'all sticking with us. Underscore group text on Instagram and Twitter. Check out the show notes if you want to follow us individually. If you want to send us an email, grouptextpodcast at gmail.com. I still haven't figured out a number where you can text us that. I'm trying to work on that. Um, but just tune in, tap in, whatever. I feel like I said at the beginning of this one, I was I feel like we were all kind of on one this week. The energy this week was like very intense. So I hope uh everyone has a good next week. Um I will. I'm going stuff. to Miami, bitches. Oh shit. Woo! Oh wait, oh yeah, Tia and Laura, both of y'all gonna be in Miami. Right? No, what? no, she's oh, going, wait. we're going to oh, Miami for her bachelorette, but oh, next week word. I'm going on a girl's trip. Oh word. Uh man, you know, I'ma pray for you with those Floridians. I know. So um, I went to Florida last weekend and it was like COVID is not a thing. Like yeah. we stayed in our resort. There no masks inside, outside, nothing. We're back, mm. baby. We're we're back. Well, I'ma be down there with a mask on. So but I'm gonna be outside, so it's all good. Word. Well shit. This has been real we'll catch y'all next week and you know whatever if we miss some shit from this week then whatever too bad email us or something if you want to talk about it but signing off love y'all be safe out there peace deuces 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 Shishkin Productions Podcast.